You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to session 14. In this session, we are diving into some really fun mindset stuff. If you know me, I'm obsessed with deciding and decision. I think it's like one of the most, if not the most important thing in mindset. Um, So we're going to dive pretty deep into that. We're also going to talk some funnel specifics. We're going to talk really deeply related to Sam's emails and how we can get people clicking and interacting more. And I think that part is super interesting just in terms of getting into the nitty gritty, but this decision piece is so, so useful to you. So really pay attention to that in this episode, because if I had to point to the one thing that I see really change things for most of my clients, it really is that decision mindset. So we're going to play with that in this episode. It's going to serve you a ton and I hope you guys enjoy it. Perfect. What's going on? Oh, just a lot of things. I feel like I've had a very productive, like, last two weeks because I think it's been two weeks since we last had a call. So um, yeah, a bunch of stuff. Had the live challenge, got a new client. So just like a bunch of things. Yeah. Tell me about the client first, then we'll talk about the challenge. Yeah. So the client really, I mean, it was so funny because I was like talking to my husband and I was like, okay, yeah, I have to like do some lead gen for the agency. Um, I just like have to get a couple more clients. And like The next – like that night, someone who does SEO for one of my other clients emailed me and she was like, hey, do you have um, availability for new clients right now? And I was like, yeah, actually I do. And so then I like set up the call with this potential new client who was a client of hers and um, like on the call, she was like, yeah, price is great. Like let's go ahead and move forward. Send me the contract. Like it was – so, and that happens sometimes where it's just like the easiest new client ever. Yes. Um, but it was so funny because we were, I was like joking that I manifested that because like as soon as I said I needed a few clients, that um, person emailed me. So that was great. Hell yeah. How about you weren't joking? How about you actually did, right? I know. I put it into the universe. Um, I think a really good thing to notice there is like you believed that was possible. So that's super important. Like do we actually believe it's possible? You totally believe that getting another agency client is possible. You put it out there, you put your focus on it, and it shows up like it seems so simple, but it kind of is that simple, right? Yeah, for sure. And that this is like from one of my newer clients, which I knew, you know, that is part of like, you know, the more clients I have, the more opportunities there are for referrals. So I like have been expecting like more referrals to be coming through like more often, which is great. So like I actually had two other referrals come through in the last like week and a half, but they were for smaller like website projects. Um, but right now I'm just like, all right, yeah, I can, I can feel that out. I can take that. Um, and then I did, and then I had another inquiry come in through my website, but I am not sure yet if it's going to be like someone who's interested in the agency or someone who's interested in maybe coaching. So I'm trying to set up a call with that person. So I have actually had like four inquiries come in in the last like week and a half, which was a lot. And Heck it was great. yeah. Yeah. So I haven't done any lead gen, which I need to do, but I just like didn't have any time last week with the live challenge. So that's something that I'm doing this week because I just have to like get some responses together so that my VA can start doing it. So I do need to start doing that, but that was like really great because it was just like, you know, everything coming straight to me without me having to do anything. Totally. And that's where you can play with the mindset stuff too, right? It's like, well, I didn't have time to do anything, but what I did have time for was to get really clear, to say it out loud, to get super focused on it. And then it came to me without me even having to do something. So it's like, that's where like mindset can be magic sometimes too. 
Okay, so, so cool. Sam got a new client without even having to do the lead gen that we talked about, right? And this is when mindset is magic, y'all, because she had a clear and focused decision and intention, right? So this is what I teach my clients is like, know how to do it, know your process, know your strategy, feel clear on that, but also know that sometimes you don't even have to do the heavy lifting of that if you are super clear, super decided, and super in belief. So that was true for Sam. She was super clear that she was ready to get one more client. She was going to do what she needed to do. She totally believed in her process and getting one more client and she didn't even have to start executing for it to show up. That is where the magic is. It doesn't mean you ignore your strategy or you don't have one, but it does mean that sometimes you don't even have to go that far because mindset can be so freaking powerful in terms of our thoughts literally becoming things. So really, really good to see that play out here and really good to see how it doesn't mean we ignore the strategy, but also sometimes it will work itself out for us. Yeah, for sure. And I told because, um, you know, the person that referred the other person, you know, I have a referral program. And so I told her, I was like, oh, I'd, you know, if you have anybody else, definitely let me know. Like, you know, we can work, do kind of a referral partnership situation. So um, that was really good, too. Um, so I'm hoping she'll become a good source of leads moving forward. So good. Well, congratulations. I feel like that's – it feels so good probably to just be like back on that track kind of thing where for a while it felt so like up, down, all over the place and now you're just like back on that that track and like moving forward in all these areas. Yeah, and it's actually been so nice because – Last week was busy, right? Like I had the challenge, so that was pretty busy. And the week before, I was like prepping for the challenge. So there was just like creating a lot of content and getting things up. And then there was technical difficulties. But like a little bit last week and then this week are the first weeks where I feel like my workload is similar to what it was back in August. Um, And like that's where I want to be. Yeah. So that was like really nice. So I was like, okay, great. I'm getting another client. But um, my workload is like really right where I want it to be right now. Um, so I'm like really happy with that. Um, so yeah, I just have to do some lead junks. I need to get like two more agency clients basically. Um, but my onboarding process and just like everything I have going with my VA and my OBM are like much tighter now. So that's, um, you know, really helpful. I mean, obviously onboarding a client takes more time, but, um, on the front end, but I have a lot of systems and processes set up now, which is really helpful. Something I really want you to notice, which is like both a very practical thing and a mindset thing is that what is true for you. And I can tell you this now from coaching you for sure. (laughs) What is true for you is that what you put focus on, you create. Your biggest downfall is sometimes losing the focus on what you want the most potentially, but even that you get back on track. But it's like when you wanted to get your time back on track, you did. When you didn't really care about the time and you were like scale, like I just want to scale. This is fun. I want this. You were getting a bunch more clients. When you felt overwhelmed by that and wanted to pull back, clients left. Like it's always where you're putting your focus, which of course is a practical thing in terms of the place you put your focus is is going to work out. But it's definitely a mindset thing in terms of like creating what you want. Does that make sense oh yeah my husband like jokes because whenever I like decide I want to do a thing like it the thing is gonna happen like I moved us up from like when we were living in Tallahassee after college to New York and I just like made that happen and then like when I wanted to like travel around the country I like dove in and like for eight days did a bunch of research and then knew exactly like what we needed to do and how much it was going to cost and everything so like in my work and personal life that is just always how it is like once I decide I want a thing to happen that thing is going to happen your poor husband's probably like terrified when you're like so I decided something (laughs) yeah no he's like uh if it wasn't for you I'd like be like living with my parents or something still like he'd never do anything so it's good luckily he appreciates it for the most part um but yeah so that is definitely like um yeah I just like have been trying to like you know, this is where I want to be at right now and it feels so good and it's really great. So like, I just want to like keep my focus there. Like how I still need to like, you know, make a certain amount of money, but also, you know, really keep my focus on like, what am I doing to like best serve that, what I really want. Totally. And I know that like, you know, in terms of mindset work, it's not like you're someone that needs to do like all this intense daily mindset work. But I think that would be a great check-in point for you is like every day am I like getting focused on what my decisions are and like paying attention to those because the only time I'm not going to get what I want is if I get off track from those, right? 
So another amazing thing that happened is Sam's workload went back down, right? And why is that? Because she decided on that too. She got so clear that she wanted that to happen. Something that you guys heard me reflect to Sam is that she is so exceptional at deciding and creating results. Like if I decide, it happens. But it also like can affect you in the opposite way sometimes too. Like where when she really decided she wanted space, that client left and she was like, wait, what happened here, right? But it's powerful to see where that's true for you too. Decision is so magnetic, right? And so look in your business and look at where have I fully decided on the thing I wanted and where am I actually getting what I want? (laughs) Because what I really decided is that I want X, Y, Z. And so that's why this other outcome occurred, right? If you pay attention to that, you will feel like such a powerful creator. And when you feel like that, you will want to make so many more decisive choices. You will want to focus on that and you will want to put time into that mindset. Because if you decide and it happens, well then shit, everything gets easier, right? And that's what I have found to be true again and again. And Sam is such a perfect example of that. So keep paying attention again, not only in this episode, but just notice that in her and notice that when she gets super clear and super decisive, things shift, things happen, and they happen fast. If you can apply that to your own business, you will find so much more ease and you will feel so much more empowered. Yeah, for sure. And that's like, we've been doing so much stuff for the house and I've just been like allowing myself, like I kind of decided, I was like, okay, so I'm probably going to like not really work on Friday this week because I need to do some house stuff. And so I've just been like, okay, great. Like, that's fine. So I'm just going to plan my week on like doing that. And this is like one of the first weeks I've been able to like really consciously like do that and not work as much, which has just like been really reminding me like, yeah, that's the goal. That's what I want. Well, it's also just such a reminder that like before you kind of wanted it, but maybe you didn't fully decide it. Like you wanted it, but Mm -hmm. not enough to like fully decide and embody that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now with the house, like you have a bigger reason. Yeah, for so sure. So you're just like decided and embodied and doing it. And so I think that's a really good thing to pay attention to, like even in the coaching business where like you want a client, but there's this like uh, willingness there for it to not happen as fast or whatever because agency's growing, you're fine, you've been super busy. Like you could play with that in terms of coaching. Like I'm fucking deciding on this. I want it more than I don't. It looks like this. I want this and this is happening. Like that would be such a cool area for you to play with. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely something to like be thinking about like consistently. Totally. So I'm going to put that um, in base camp, just like doing that daily check-in around like, what am I deciding on? What do I want the most? What are my priorities? And like, even if you mm-hmm. just write that to yourself for two minutes every day, mm-hmm. like yeah. that's just such a smart hack for you because it works every fucking time. The only time it doesn't work is when you forget to do that. So like, let's just do it every day, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that is something like now that I have more time on my hands, I'm like, ooh, you know, maybe I should like be journaling more. Like, gonna join the gym and like stuff like that so that's all like now that I have time like to even like give myself space to do those things that's what I've been starting to think about you know what do I want to do in terms of you know just taking a step back and give myself time to think about things well and sometimes I think it's really nice to to know what you would do at that time or it's hard to create it it's like when you knew you wanted Friday to work on the house you were able to create that time really easily if you were just like I should take Friday off But don't really have a good reason at all whatsoever, right? Like you're probably not going to. So I think that's the same thing with like the time thing is like if I'm like, well, I need 15 minutes every morning to do my priority check-in. I need a half hour every day to work out, whatever. Like you're going to make the time for that. Right. Yeah. So good. All right. Let's play with that a little bit more in terms of like coaching business and clients. But give me a little rundown of challenge stuff first and then we can go from there. Okay, so the challenge went well. I mean, I had some technical difficulties, yeah. but it just like is what it is. And like I also was having some active campaign technical things because I was like, you know, each day I was sending out the daily email, but then for people who joined mid-email, I didn't want them to go into the automation because there was like a wait one day in between mm-hmm. each of them. So that was like a bit of a – like there was – I think it was like kind of a little bit messy for some of the people that – um joined mid-challenge, but it is what it is. Like, you know, it's fine. 
But I did have 51 people join the challenge, Heck yeah. which I feel like is a lot. And I had no expectations, like literally zero expectations about how many people. So, I, But I am very happy with 51. That's amazing. And I think like so amazing too just in the sense of like what a great starting point, like knowing that it will only and ever go up from there. Like what a beautiful place to be like, wow, like first challenge, like over 50 people. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, and that's the whole thing is I was so focused on like the evergreen, but I was like, oh, great, like 51 people. Wow, that's that's nice. So um, I was really happy with that. And so I, I'm really hoping, you know, with that amount of people, I'm going to be able to sell a digital strategy intensive. So they got the first pitch email on Monday and then they're going to get like a follow up email for that. Um, Because right now the funnel goes from the challenge to the digital strategy intensive. Um, I did, I finished my Facebook group um, lead generation ebook. That's also something I did in the last two weeks. So, like, I was like finishing a lot of things, which made me feel really productive. So, I delivered that, and that I can start selling that like outside of the resource bundle that it's going to be included in. in like March 12th or something. So then the the funnel will be updated so that it'll go free challenge that sells into the ebook, that sells into the intensive, that sells into coaching. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. So my OBM is like, I, I kind of just built the initial funnel right now because all I had to do was like copy the emails from last week. So it was super easy. Um, but my OBMs were going to like look at the funnel the way it is now, see if we need to make any tweaks. And then um, she's going to build the updated funnel that will have the ebook in it when that's able to start selling um, in March. So good. How does it feel to be like done with that too? Like what a relief to just be like, wait, I like am like crossing this finish line, right? Yeah, it, that was really nice. And I just felt like super productive with that, probably just because it was like an actual product, yep. right? So I like felt really good about that. There's like a clear um, finish line to it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, now all I have to do is promote it and hopefully I get sales. And that's kind of going into my goal this year of like doing some more passive income and stuff like that. So I'm really happy with that. Um, And I'm going to be on um, one of the people who's selling the resource library has a podcast. So I'm going to be on her podcast, which is good because um, one thing that I want to start doing is like more cross promotion. So I had my VA go and like create a list of like commute, like Facebook communities I could go live in or um, podcasts that I can pitch. And so then my OBM is going to be like kind of putting together a little pitch so that we can start doing that. Um, so that I can drive traffic to the funnel. I have um I have a template for that if that's helpful I can send to you. Oh yeah, that would be really good. Yeah, yeah. Let me just make myself a little note. I'll send you a pitch template later today. Cool. Yeah, but basically, you know, so that'll be like driving traffic to the evergreen challenge by cross promoting. Because like la I think it was last week I was kind of like I feel like I'm really underutilizing my OBM and like it's not her, I'm just underutilizing her. Yeah. And um So I was trying to, like, um, think about ways I can use her more. And then she also was like, hey, like, you know, I'm seeing all these things in ClickUp that are assigned to you, but it kind of seems like stuff that, like, I could be taking over or helping you with. So we're going to have a call to walk through some of those things, um, which is really good. So, like, doing all these funnel things and all that. I love that she, like, took that initiative, too, to be like, I looked at your to-do list and there are things on your to-do list that could be on mine. Like, why are we fixing this, right? Yeah, exactly. And, like, I knew she would be great and I knew I've been underutilizing her so far this month um, because I've just, like, had a lot of other things. And, like, all the things on my to-do list are, like, you know, not – not um, super time sensitive, right? So it's like I had the VA put together that list of like communities to pitch and podcasts podcasts to pitch to, but I was going to review it and come up with a pitch plan, right? Mm-hmm. And so that I just assigned it to myself so I wouldn't forget, but it's like, you know, that's getting kicked down the, you know, kicked down the line, totally. right? Like every week. So, um, so yeah, that was really good. And then like she also took my – Instagram content from last week during the challenge and she made it more high level to be a blog post so that the blog post can link to the challenge. So I think she's going to start 
doing that also. Um, Cause that's one thing now that the challenge is over and like I have this funnel, I just really want to focus on content creation. Totally. Like all roads lead to the funnel kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so we're like identifying a lot of those things, um, which is good. So I think that'll be really great in February. I think something that's like interesting for you in, in having a team and it's just something to keep remembering is like you're so knowledgeable and capable that it's always going to be easy for you to assign yourself something, especially if it's non-urgent. Yeah. I also find myself um, assigning things to me and it's more just because like I know this thing needs to get done but like I haven't really even thought about how that should look and so like I'm not it's like a lot of times I don't feel ready to assign it to the OBM or the VA if I haven't like flushed out the idea in my mind but in reality like the OBM can flush that out also like I don't need to well, do it. sometimes what they can do is give you a container right so like right meaning like let them flush it out and then give you something to review yeah. Versus like you have to do all of that. Like you're still final review, final say, but like it's 20 times faster to be final review, final say than creator, right? So something really important to remember is that I'm always going on and on about how like the CEO creates the vision and the team executes on it. But it also doesn't mean that your team can't create containers for you as long as you're the final edit. So in terms of process for Sam, like it's okay if her team sketches out a process for her, but she's the final edit and the final vision on that. And so it's really helpful to see both sides of that coin. She's the vision on being like, we need a process for this and we need it sketched out, please do it. Then they're gonna do it. And then she's still the final edit on the vision of like, does this work for us? Does this fit? Is this how I want it to go, right? And so really being able to make yourself like final edit and first vision, right? First action, so to speak, is really valuable, but it doesn't mean that your team can't come in and help along the way, right? So if I say to my team, like, hey, I really want a process for us to repurpose content where effectively I wanted to have this, this, and this, can you sketch that out for me? That's beautiful. That's exactly what I can use them for. And then when they do that, then they can come back to me and I can be like, great, I love this. I love this. I want to change this a little and we can move forward. So it can be dynamic where like sometimes you're leading it and sometimes they're leading it, but ultimately they're creating a container for you and you can be the final edit. That is where it feels like not only are they helping you way more and they feel more involved in the process, but you feel so much more supported in it. So I really wanted to bring light to that and remind you that it doesn't mean you have to do it all yourself, but you still take that final edit on things. And that's where you get to be the leader and CEO without having to do every single piece of the execution or of the process or of the planning yourself. So I think that's just really helpful. And also like give your team permission. Like if it's something they can't flesh out, that's fine, right? Yeah, definitely. And my uh, like VA has been really good about being like, are you sure you want to do this? Like this or like what would this look like? This doesn't really make sense or something (laughs) because I really told her like I need you to do that. Like, yeah, because like one of my client's websites went down and I didn't realize until she was like, "Um, I don't see – any there's like not enough social content because there's only one blog post on their website and I was like no there's not and she was like oh I didn't know I didn't ask you and I was like yeah so you had to ask me because I didn't even know that their website was getting was all messed up and like you know you you did notice which is great so she's like starting to be a little bit more like are you you know and I think that's probably just like getting more comfortable and kind of knowing how my brain works so she can kind of be like are you sure that's what you want to do like she just did it, did it today and I was like oh no I don't want, I don't want you to do that actually like well I'm sure too it's like figuring out personality because you have like a very um like stable secure personality so when someone says to you like hey are you sure you don't want to do that you're not like triggered or frustrated or feel attacked or whatever so she's probably just no, learning like yeah. it's cool I can do that or maybe like with other clients of hers she can't right yeah, I guess that's – yeah, like I don't feel like it's questioning. I just feel like it's like I only have like so much attention that I can pay to things, so. Well, and that's like the point of having a team, right? Is so exactly. So someone can catch it if you don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was – so that's really good and like I'm feeling very great about my team. I mean, I also um, – the v- January was like busy for the VA because uh, I also have like one of my clients who are doing like this whole extra SEO project and she just had 
a lot of work. So I think that I ended up using her for like over 60 hours oh, in January, okay. um, which is like, oh, I think she's going to, I think she's going to end up at like 70 hours for January. So <laughs> that's a lot. So I keep trying to make sure to tell her like, I is this good? Do you, you know, or is this working for you? Like, you know, I need you to raise your hand if it's too much, like, you know, because I just want to make sure that she is, like, not um, getting, you know, taking too much onto her plate and then, like, going to be burnt out or whatever. I think that's so beautiful, though, because, like, this is, like, truly, like, okay, this is why you can scale. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because it's, like, you you could not be scaling right now if those 60 or 70 hours were yours. Like, imagine the difference, right? I literally will die if she <laughs> leaves me. Like, I will just – and I'll just shut down my whole business at this <laughs> just, point. Just shut the business down like, and crawl into a Burn hall. it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. She's, like, so great. So it's just, like, I'm really um, trying to be thoughtful about it. Like, do I need to get another? Like, I can get a second BA to do other stuff if I need to. So it's just, like, I need you to make sure you're telling me where you're at. Like, and also never leave me. So, um, yeah, she's been, like, just, like, a godsend. That's amazing. Well, and it's like so beautiful too because like the challenge would have never happened without that. So I think even just making sure she knows that if that makes sense because sometimes we don't make that connection. So just being able to say to her like I just want you to know that like literally if you weren't in my business, this whole other thing that I'm like doing this funnel that I'm building, none of this would have happened without you. Yeah. I basically – you know, at least a couple times a month, I'll like get into Slack and I'll be like, I just want you to know that you are like kicking ass lately, like completely crushing it. Like, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at like praising, um, you know, not, I'm not like overly praising, but you know, giving credit where credit is due or I'll be like, oh my God, I love this. This is so great. Like she started creating Instagram stories for some of the clients and I was like, these are amazing. Like they're way better than anything I would have created (laughs) even. Well, I think that's so valuable and I think like obviously 100% keep doing that, but like just like a little tweak on that is help her see how it's contributing to the whole of the big picture because that's going to make her feel even more invested, right? So like it's great to praise her tasks and for sure like hands down keep doing that but like if you can tie like because you did this test these five other things happened her investment level changes if that makes sense Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah that makes sense like tying it back to the larger picture and like how her contributions are making that all possible totally she's not just like i'm doing insta stories she's like i'm doing killer insta stories and i can see how i'm freeing up sam to do this and it's making the business move forward in this way and then not only is she feeling really good and invested she's seeing how you're thinking about it and she's able to feel even more fulfilled there. Okay, so if you don't know this, I am obsessed with loving on your team and giving them a great experience. Uh, So that was definitely part of Sam and I's conversation. Um, I feel like I have an amazing team and I'm so, so, so grateful to have them. Um, And in many ways, I feel like I have them because I make them part of the overall goals of a little life. I make sure it's known how much I appreciate them. I really make it a top priority for me to love on them and feel involved and invested in our business, right? So helping them see how what they're doing contributes to the big picture is a huge part of that. When you just feel like you're a cog in the wheel kind of thing and you don't know how it relates to the rest, it's easy to feel unfulfilled right? When you see how what you're doing vastly contributes to the rest of the machine working really well, your fulfillment level is so much higher, right? I definitely learned this in corporate. I I think I've shared this story before on here, but I got, you know, maybe like six promotions in a year and, and moved up really, really quickly. And what I noticed is that each level that I moved up, I saw how valuable the previous position I was in played, right? And it's like, but when I was in that position, I didn't see how I was impacting the rest. But then as I started to move up, I was like, oh my gosh, I was doing such a key action there and I didn't even realize how important that was, right? And that's why I got more and more invested as I moved up too, because I saw the value and I felt more of the 
fulfillment in terms of like how what I was doing was contributing to the bigger picture. So helping your team really see that is not that you have to keep giving them more and more and more and more raises. It's you have to help them see how what they're doing is such a key factor of the business being successful because that will make them feel so important and so much more fulfilled and so much more bought into being on your team. Beautiful. Okay, so tell me where we are with like challenge stats. Like we sent out the first um, sales email, yeah. Yeah, so the first sales email went out on Monday. I actually have not looked at like the open rate or anything yet. Um, oh, and I gave away the digital strategy intensive also. Um Oh, so I actually, it was sent to 43 people. So just since Monday, I'm at 51 now. So I've had a few people since Monday because I looked at my number of people who are in the Isn't that amazing? Like even after it's over now, people are joining. Yeah. And I haven't even like promoted it anymore yet in the last few days. So, so. good. Um, so I had of the 43 people, I had um 42% open and 2.3 click. So I'm pretty happy with that open rate. Yeah, that's amazing. But that's a low click rate. So I don't even I was, think it's that low. How many people? I mean, obviously it's it's not where we want it to be, but like in terms of industry standard, I wouldn't say it's low, but how many was that? So that's only two total clicks. Um, let's see. So one person clicked on the booking. One person clicked on the button to book. And one person clicked on the, like, to go to my website, basically. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So definitely, like, first thing I would do is reach out to the person who clicked. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, And, like, I would do that, like soonish right like as soon mm-hmm. as you can um and then second thing I would say is like are we what like are we just send, sending them to the booking are we sending them to the sales page is that what the other person was clicking to or how did we kind of like structure that so I the email has like all the information on the landing page so that's on the landing page so I don't drive them to the landing page I only drove them I drove them straight to the booking to the purchase. Got it. So in the next email, I would do the opposite. Okay. And see if that increases clicks. Yeah. Because that's why your clicks are mm-hmm. low. Right. Which isn't bad, right? But like let's test it because then we can know more interest versus just since serious mm-hmm. ready to buy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and that is like what I was planning on doing. That was how I was structuring the follow-up. But now that I'm thinking about it, I should have done it the other way around. But that's fine. No, it's fine. Like, it it really doesn't matter. I mean, as long as we get that interest captured. Right. That's what's really important and it's totally fine to do the next one. Um, And then just make the email is like – the focus is more on getting them to click and is less on even selling the thing. It's more like if you want to find out what you can get here and how exactly I can help with this and if you want to know this one thing I will bonus you with or whatever, like give them exciting reason to click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus just straight sell. Obviously, you want to sell it. But like that's so valuable for you because then we're going to be able to see like any and all interest. Yeah, yeah. And they're taking an action with you, which is obviously super helpful. Something I talk about all the time when I'm teaching and coaching around developing a sales process is always giving people the opportunity to just take the next right step. So sometimes people are, you know, like trying to sell their six month coaching, but they haven't even gotten someone on a call or whatever. And so what I'm always teaching people is next right step, next right step, just focus on getting them on the call. And then on the call, you can focus on making the bigger sale, right? And so the same is true even with this, with clicks, right? The next right step isn't necessarily fully convincing them to buy in the email. It's getting them to take the next right step, which is to show enough interest to click and read more, right? And so it's really valuable to see that. Like we can just keep focusing on that at every step of the way in the sales process. And it feels so much easier then because there's always a next right step that we can be driving them toward. In this case, what we're talking about is giving people an exciting reason to click. So we don't have to sell them the full intensive. We just have to get them excited enough to click. So to be able to 
to drop little hints or give little reasons that they should be going to the sales page is a huge opportunity there, right? Because then we're going to see who's clicking and who's interested. And we know we're moving them through the sales process. So just keep that in mind in your own sales process is really to be taking people to the next right step and to number one, know what those steps are. And then number two, to really be focused on moving people through each of those instead of feeling like you have to jump all the way to the very end where you're making the sale when you're still at the beginning of the process. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. And so I was planning on sending that second follow-up tomorrow. Okay. And then how many do we have planned after that? Like when do we, when are we ending the promotion and how many are going out? So um, I had it um, good for through this Sunday. So I was thinking about um, maybe depending on how many people click on the second follow-up, extending it for like until the end of the day on Friday next week and sending another one. So we send it Monday, we're sending it Thursday, and then we have it till Sunday, right? Right. So another thing you could do is just like don't hesitate to email more. So like we could also send an email Friday and Sunday. Okay. Where it's not so much about like – and this is just obviously a lesson because it's a new business, but, but it's one to keep coming back to. It's more just about the touch points. Right. So it's not like we necessarily need extension. What we need is them to hear about it more. Yeah. Especially people that now are just joining. Like, we know people have just joined the challenge. hmm So at least three more, including the one that was going out Thursday. Okay. I think is absolutely a no-brainer there. Oh, uh, one thing I was going to ask is I was building the funnel. And f- so for the funnel, I was going to do pretty much the same thing. I was going to keep it, like um, – Give them the $100 – give them $100 off the digital strategy intensive after the challenge and they get like seven days to book. But So I can still just like keep that structure for the evergreen funnel, I would think, right? Totally. I would just reuse them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, because more is better in that sense. Like just two emails probably isn't going to seal the deal, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So as long as you're writing them, let's do it. So let's let's talk really specifically about those emails, though, since not only are they happening for this, but we're going to put them in the funnel. So tell me, like, the take on Thursday's email, and then let's talk about Friday, Sunday. So Thursday, I think, yeah, so because the email that went out on Monday was, like, had all of the specifics, what's included, like, all of those things, and it linked straight to the booking. So I think for t- Thursday's email, I'm going to swap it, and I'm going to do more talking about, like – how the digital strategy intensive has like helped people because I had that all that really good feedback from when I did the giveaway in December. Um, So I'm just going to do that, I think, and then have them click to go to the landing page to learn more. And then Friday, I think I'm going to do like a time is running out um, and then like the benefits of the digital strategy intensive and link them to the landing page there and then probably maybe I'll do like a Monday sale extended and then maybe one more like don't miss. Um, so then Monday's sale extended would probably be um, like the tra- like focusing more on the transformation, like what they're walking away with again, like focusing more on that and then the last follow-up next week. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. So the one thing that we're really missing in there is objections. Oh, yeah. You're right. Um, I mean, obviously, we want to really focus heavy on results, but there's two things, right? Objections and urgency mm-hmm. um, that we're kind of missing. So let's talk through that a little bit too. So in terms of urgency – Mm-hmm. I would basically just say like the conversation you want to be opening there is like you have to have a digital strategy. <laughs> right. Like that's a complete non-negotiable for you to get the results that you want. So like don't wait because all you're doing is putting those off. Like this isn't a nice to have. This isn't like a well I could build my business without it and then maybe I'll come back to it. This is like basically the core thing that you need if you're going to grow. Right. Making that connection is really, really valuable. Mm-hmm. 
because it doesn't become a nice to have then. It's not like, oh, it'll be really nice to invest in that dot, dot, dot when I have the money, when this, when the timing's better, dot, dot, dot. You're really making it clear that like this is pretty much the only non-negotiable if you want to grow. So (laughs) do it now. (laughs) Yeah. And I have been using language around that like – you know, this is the year you finally actually want to scale your business and, you know, you know, you're not getting the, you haven't been getting leads in and, um, you haven't been like able to convert those leads. Um, so I've been kind of using some like, um, you know, what you've been doing isn't working. So like, how's that going for you? Kind of language. I think that's great, but I think, um, it doesn't necessarily add the urgency, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it sells it, but I think the urgency is more of the point that like this is a must-have. So whether you get it four months from now or now is going to be the biggest factor in the results. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they don't fucking know that. Right. <laughs> like you know that. That's so obvious to you that it almost feels like why would I even say that? Of course that's true. Right. But they're like they need someone to be like, no, this is like the absolute non-negotiable. And then if they know that, it's like how a website used to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to have this website so everybody would invest in websites because it felt like this absolute non-negotiable, right? Right. That's not true anymore of websites as evidenced by you <laughs> and your your business, right? But it is true of digital strategy now. So you just have to tell them that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I just have to like kind of think about it from the opposite way of how I've been thinking. Like, you know, kind of switch up my words because I do use like – I've been using language around like, you know, getting leads is easy when you have a clear digital strategy. So it's more like kind of flipping that around and just being like, you know, you can't get leads unless you have this and you're not going to have this unless you buy this thing. Right. And you could wait for four months to buy this thing, but do you want to not get leads during that time? Right. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. So that's our urgency piece. Let's talk about objections. Like obviously money. What else? Have you heard anything? Anything else come up? Um, I think that I would have like some similar objections that I had from when I was pitching digital strategy intensive into coaching, which is like, okay, I want to take some time and implement these things. And then like, I think, you know, I'd be ready to, to buy that, you know, in a couple months. Right. So I think that's speaking to like, and I did actually, um, do that in the first email a little bit. I, started using some language around like, okay, great. Now you have all these like great lead generation strategies, but maybe as you start to implement them, you know, you have questions about how to make them work specifically for your business, right? Or um, you're not sure, you know, you're using these lead generation strategies, but then um, you're having trouble converting them. Okay. That's where a digital strategy intensive comes in. Totally. So one thing I would say there is basically like using yourself as an example, basically like my clients don't pay me to do all of their strategy because they don't know what to do or what works. They pay me because getting it implemented, number one, is hard and number two is the biggest differentiator in terms of like what what gets you results. So if you know you need help getting it implemented, even though you know the steps, like I can do that for you. I can personalize it to you. I can like put all the knowledge I've gained over the last however many years into this and make it work. Does that make sense? So like use the agency example. Okay. So they're not like in that state of, you know, again, like how we do, we basically are tricking ourselves. Like, well, now I know. So I should be able to implement easily, which we know it never works like that. Right. Yeah. Um, In terms of money. Did you touch on that? Yeah, I did. Um, So for the live challenge, they're getting $200 off. So I did like some, you know, the value, what they're walking away with. And then like, you know, if I said that you can – I said, you know, my agency clients pay $1,500 plus a month to get um, for me to 
develop and execute a digital strategy for them? Like what if, you know, I told you that you can get your own personalized digital strategy for just um, $5.97, you know, you'd think that's a good deal. Well, I'm actually giving you 200 off, like all of that language. Okay, perfect. So two things I would play with there for the objection one is to really show them like what that amounts to an ROI. Like say their pricing is $2,000 and they invest $397. Like I don't math, but like that's something like a five times <laughs> ROI, right? Right. Like I would lay that out pretty clearly. Yeah, I didn't do it in the email, but I have done it in my content before where it's like, you know, what would it be, you know, do you think that three ninety seven is worth you get you know, getting five thousand dollars consistent five thousand dollar plus months. Bingo. So do that in one of the emails. And then in terms of like um the last piece I would say in terms of the objection is is twofold. One, it's like trusting themselves to show up for this. So that's the number one reason most people aren't going to buy this is because they're like, oh, I don't know if I could really execute on all that. Oh, man, like that's a lot. I don't know. Or I don't know if I'll really even have the time to do it, right? So I would speak directly to like it can be scary to step into this and to create the plan and to trust that you'll figure it out. But like you're definitely not going to figure it out without the plan. (laughs) Right. And I don't mean that has to be your plan. Like we're not saying if you hire me, if you don't hire me, you're fucked. We're saying like. Yes, a plan can feel overwhelming and you can worry that you won't show up for it, but you're 10 times more likely to show up when you do have that than when you don't. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like that's a really important one because for 397, I don't even think we have to have the like investment conversation. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I think at that price point, like I'm not really worried about that. Um, but yeah, I think definitely the implementation piece and then like it's like a delay, right? For with the implementation and then accountability, yeah. Which is so interesting because I don't know. I feel like people don't really speak to accountability a lot in their content, but they should. <laughs> like, because that's like an object. I guess that's an objection that like manifests itself in other ways where people aren't necessarily totally. like nobody's going to be like, I I just don't trust that I'm actually going to do this work. So it's like people don't really like speak to that because it's like kind of harder I guess it's like the thing under all of it but usually it's not what people will say top layer yeah but like that's why it's so powerful because then they're like oh shit she's right you know what I mean right yeah yeah and I think that's gonna be the biggest one with like the strategy session is they're gonna be in a freaked out mode of like well I've done a course before and didn't finish it how do I know I'm even gonna see this plan through kind of thing yeah yeah well and I mean for this like also, um, they're getting like they have to do the 90 minute call, but like a lot of it is we're doing the 90 minute call where like I'm walking you through everything and like, you know, I have training and stuff to do for you. And then like I'm delivering it. But then, yeah, like at that point, you're walking away like that's your responsibility to actually execute it. So that might be where totally. they're feeling like that they're not going to be able to do it. But it's just also helping them see that like, yeah, but like you're definitely not going to be able to do it without uh, without clarity on mm-hmm. what you're doing either, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense in speaking to that. So that'll be good. I definitely want to try and do that because it's so funny because like the people that say that they're going to implement it like and they are just going to see how it goes like those are the people that need the accountability so it's kind of like the top level level is like oh I want to try and implement it and see how it goes and then I'll be ready to buy then the next layer under that is the accountability piece well and I think that like I'll try to implement it thing really still feels like a big question mark they're not fully like okay this business is working they're like well I'll test it and if it works enough, I guess I'll invest versus like, well, of course this will work, right? Right. Yeah. So that's even something you can kind of throw in there. Like if you're ready to take the mentality of like, of course this will work. Like I did when I left my job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that's like literally what we just talked about at the beginning of this conversation. Like you're the queen of being like, of course this will work, so I'll do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you have like a really great personal story to share around that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good because actually the podcast I'm recording later, like, 
she sent over some questions and one of them is like you're going full-time story and just like getting leads when you're first starting out. So I think that'll definitely be like something that I can speak to as I'm doing like more cross promotion and stuff. It's like because I had a strategy that I knew worked that I knew I could like lean on. I'm always able to just be like, yeah, of course it'll work out. Totally. And you back it with your belief basically. Right. You have the strategy, you back it with belief and then you implement. Yeah. So two things that I really encourage Sam to focus on here is urgency and objection overcoming, right? Those two things are so freaking important in selling and, you know, in your funnels, all of it, right? Urgency, because we want people to have a reason to do that now. That's why we do things like, you know, a time-limited discount or a certain number of spots or whatever that is, because our brains are just trained to take more action and make more moves when urgency is present, right? And it's so funny because it's like, I even know that really well. I talk to my clients about this all day and I still find myself like when there's a quick sale on something or whatever, like I'm just more inclined to act, right? So it's like, you can even know that and your brain is still programmed to do that. So playing up urgency is really key and objection overcoming. I mean, honestly, like I feel like this is the piece that people shy away from the most in sales and I find it to be the most important right? Most people will have objections and that's not a bad thing, right? But if you're the one that can speak to them and walk them through it and help them overcome those objections, you're going to be the one that they buy from. So we have to stop hoping that we get an audience that doesn't have objections and we have to start getting really focused on being excellent at overcoming them, whether that's on a call or in an email or in the funnel sequence, right? So focusing on those two things, no matter If you're selling in a funnel or live or whatever, obviously with Sam, we're kind of doing um, a bit of a combination where we're building one while we're doing another. It's still important. Both matter tremendously. So if you're not getting the sales you want, those are the first two things I would look at. Like, am I creating enough urgency? Am I really overcoming objections? I love that. And the more you tell that, the more you give other people permission to do that. So even putting that in the funnel emails would be really, really valuable. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's the permission is like, well, I have the results you want. This is what I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes them, like, get to know you a little bit more too, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good, like, different way to be able to, like, talk about my results a little bit in a slightly different way. So. And I think then, like, to kind of, like, bring this uh, back around too, I think that, like, the best thing you could do for this is, like, make a decision for yourself. Like, are you selling – how many digital strategy sessions are you selling? How can you get, like, locked the F in, decided on that? Like, mm-hmm. how are you writing that every morning? Like, how are you just, like, getting fully bought into that? What comes up for you there? I just don't know. I think it's just, like, it's so <laughs> untested, right? And it's, like, because – I don't know. I'm just like not putting a lot of – maybe I need to put more pressure on myself when it comes to the coaching side of things. But And maybe it's just because like I know right now in my mind like most of my money, even though my attention is on the coaching, my money comes from the agency. So yep. there's just like I'm not putting pressure on myself and maybe I need to be. Um, I think like let's let's play with that wording because I – I agree and I disagree, right? So, like, we don't want it to feel like this pressured thing, but you do really well when you have, like, a very focused direction, right? right? Yeah. Is that what you said, focus? Well, like, I I realized I – yeah, like, focus is the the nice word, the nice version. (laughs) Totally. Where it doesn't feel like, oh, my God, if I don't get this, but I think you're spot on that, like, it's just easy for you to be – a little too lax on this Mm -hmm. where it's like, whatever. I mean, I'm already making six figures. Mm -hmm. It's fine, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But even like something I would play with is like, what is something you really want that we can tie the coaching business to? Like I want three digital strategy sessions that gets me $1,500, which means I buy this for the house or whatever, right? Yeah. Whoa, I can do this. I want LASIK. <laughs> I, I know what I can get because I want LASIK. I really want to get LASIK. And right now, like until the agent – so I was already planning. I've been already toying with this, how I can justify getting LASIK basically because <laughs> we just bought a house. And I was already thinking, I was like, okay, well, the agency, I'm going to get back up to 150, but like maybe I'll take like a couple of website projects or like what – like I'm going to do something else on the side 
to make this money to get myself LASIK. So I think it'll be like, so basically to pay for LASIK, I mean, I think I need like around $3,000, right? So that's like, that's either like three coaching clients or, you know, it's, I mean, depending on, because I have multiple price points for the um, digital strategy intensive, but that would be like selling like around seven digital strategy intensive, depending on the, you know, if it's through the, from the challenge, the live challenge, that would be like seven and a half digital strategy intensives. If it's through the evergreen funnel, it's selling six. And then at full price, it would be selling five, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe it's like, you know, two. Or a one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two mm-hmm. one-on-ones and then, you know, like three digital strategy, two to three digital strategy intensives. So a couple of fun things to just point out there. Do you notice how like your brain was like, well, I'll take on other projects or whatever, but you never went to like, oh, I'll get the money through coaching. <laughs> I know. I've been like, I've been thinking about it because I, I had a couple of website inquiries come in over the last week and I was like, mm, maybe I should just do that. I don't know why I just never thought about coaching. <laughs> yeah. So that's just good to notice though, because it's like, well, that's why it's not manifesting in that way because like what do we know about you when you get focused when you get clear it happens that that's totally not that right now right yeah I think maybe I'm just like in my brain thinking about coaching is like this really fun thing that I'm like enjoying building and I'm enjoying doing but it's just like not money it's not attached to money even though I want it to be like that would be great but it's not attached to money in my mind well, and the thing is, is you almost have to get there first. Does that make sense? So, like, you kind of have to get to the place where it is attached to money in your mind for the money to show up from it. Mm-hmm. When it keeps feeling like a fun side project, like, you're going to keep getting that mirrored. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's just cool to see is, like, this script flips now. Like, this is getting me my LASIK. Like, this is a done deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, write that every morning, play with that, like, get into that, like, I'm decided mode that you have around that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because surely that shows up then. You know what I mean? I love, love, loved this conversation at the end because I think it is just so helpful to witness someone else walking through this, right? Sam has not fully made the decision that the coaching business is going to be the thing that supports her and can give her what she needs, right? She's seeing it as more of a hobby right now and she's enjoying it and she's showing up in it and she's having fun. But like when she wants that extra money, it's not even crossing her mind that the coaching business is going to provide that. And so it won't, right? So what we said about her before and what she's known to be true for years and years is that when she fully decides, it happens. And so what we know, if that's true, and this isn't quite happening yet, then what is the connection point there? Well, it's that you haven't fully decided yet. And so kudos to Sam for being able to notice and acknowledge that. And also such a massively powerful opportunity to see how much mindset matters right? How much decision matters. It will completely and fully impact your results. I promise you. So I really, really encourage you to listen back to even just that section and that conversation, because if you can apply that to your own business, I promise that if you're not getting the results you want, you will see places where you have not decided that they're yours or available to you or that you actually fully want them or whatever that is. Right. And then you can make that same shift that Sam's going to make where she's like, this is it. This is done. I'm deciding and it's going to look like this, right? And of course, we stay open to how the universe can bring that to us, but we get so clear that it's easier for it to come in. If we're treating it like a hobby, if we're thinking about it like a hobby, if we're taking action like it's a hobby, guess what? It's going to continue to be a hobby. If we change all of that with a single decision that affects our actions, our thoughts, and how we show up for it and how we see it, guess what? We're going to get new results. So, most important thing from this episode, in my opinion, by far, pay attention to it, do a you know little survey of that in your own business and see where you have an opportunity to shift just like Sam did. Yeah, yeah. That makes I sense. think it's so awesome that it feels so fun. You would do it for free, but you kind of need to be like at the point where you're like, but I'm a no to that now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, all right. I'm going to work on that and think about it like that a little bit. And yeah, because I really want LASIK and it would be great if I could get it in February. So 
And, like, there's no chance that that's not possible if you just get that locked in mentality, right? Right. Yeah. And so then when you're, like, going to pitch, you're not like, oh, well, that was fun. Anyway, you're like, no, no, no. So mama's getting LASIK. Yeah. <laughs> Let's to, make this I'm a killer email. Like, it just changes how you show up. better in my life. So that needs to happen. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. I'm going to do that. I want to make that happen. So good. All right. Well, feel free to send me the emails if you want me to look at them. Get okay. really focused on that urgency and objection piece. Send the extra couple. Um, and let me know, like, clicks, outreach, what's going on there. Just keep me posted. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I will. Awesome. Um, oh, I feel like you already did oh. tell us this, but let's end with you just telling us where you are. Like, you're at your house. Yeah. You're not traveling. Just give us a little update there. Yeah, I'm in Jacksonville. I'm just, like, painting forever until I die right now, <laughs> basically. And this time last year, we were renovating our camper, and we were also painting forever until we died. So apparently it's just – a tradition in our family like a, that we have a, to fucking paint for our whole lives <laughs> in January. That's so funny. You have like an ongoing tradition now. I just like my husband's already like we're never painting again. I'm going to hire someone for this. Like, you know, anytime any paint ever happens again in our <laughs> lives, it will be from someone we pay. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> all right, that's fine. Love that mentality. You're like, sounds good. I'll be over here manifesting my LASIK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do that. You manifest someone painting for us and I will be getting LASIK. <laughs> but yeah, so, so it's good. good. So we're in Jacksonville for like um, another month or so, which is really nice. I love it. Beautiful. We'll have fun painting. Keep me posted on challenge stuff and we'll go from there. Awesome. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.